0: weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm a little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode number one, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So, hi! Hello, everyone! This is so exciting! Thank you to everyone for all your good luck wishes and your early enthusiasm for the show. So happy to be doing this. It's a little weird to be doing it without Rebecca. I do miss her. And you know, she always tells me things like, here's today's sponsor, and don't put that in your mouth. But I think I'll be okay. Um, I ate a stick of deodorant, and I listened to Master of Puppets, so I'm ready to go. And it'll be easy, because I love to talk about books, and I already spend a lot of time speaking out loud to no one, so it'll be a piece of cake. But before I get started, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, our very first show sponsor. I'm so excited! And today's sponsor is Grace by Natasha Dayon. It's extra thrilling that they are an all-the-backlist sponsor because I am a huge fan of CounterPoint Press and all the fabulous people that work there. And this was one of my favorite novels of 2016. It's just so absolutely wonderful. It's a historical fiction set in the build-up to the American Civil War and the Emancipation Proclamation. It's won awards. The New York Times named it a Best Book of 2016 It's about a runaway slave in the 1840s South, and she's taken in a a Georgia brothel, and it's about her life there. She falls in love with a white man. Um, They have a baby, and she grows up without a mother. It's so sad. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And if you want to hear me say lots more words about it, you can listen to episodes 58 and 85 of all the books. But, like I said, one of my very favorite books of last year And so excited that they're sponsoring. So thank you to them for joining us. And so here we go. So what are you guys up to this week? There's a bunch of great books that came out on Tuesday. One of them was Mapping the Interior, which is a horror novella from Stephen Graham Jones. You might remember him from Mongrel, which is the werewolf book that we talked about a million times last year. And this is a short book about a young boy who wakes up one day in the middle of the night and he thinks... He sees his father walking through a doorway in the house. But that's a problem because his father is dead. So, um, and what the boy learns is that the house is actually bigger and weirder than he ever imagined. So I was thinking about weird house books. There's certainly The Elementals, which is the horror novel by Michael McDowell. I read uh, several months ago. Huge fan of that one. Takes place on an island. Super creepy stuff. There's The Good House by Tananarive Doo. It's probably the closest thing to a Stephen King book that I've read. Um, if you're looking for something like Stephen King, I don't think you can do any better than this. This is about a woman who inherits her grandmother's house, and her son dies tragically there. And she has to go back and like face up to what actually happened to him a couple years later. Super creepy. There's, of course, House of Leaves by Mark Danielewski. Everybody knows this book, I think. But if you don't, it's sort of like I call it the Blair Witch Project in the TARDIS. It's about creepy things happening inside a house that's bigger on the inside and they're making a documentary about it and it's st- very strange. It's a cult classic. Um, there's also The Bone Clocks by David Mitchell which weird things happen on Halloween nights. People go missing and the ending of that book I was just like what is even happening? I love that book. There's also Wyland or The Transformation by Charles Brockton Brown, which came out in 1798. It's called the first American horror novel, and it's hmm, I didn't find it like super scary, but if I was reading that in 1798 and I didn't know what I know now, I would be terrified out of my mind. It's very, very strange and creepy. And then there's also The Dead Girls of Hysteria Hall by Katie Allender. It's about a young woman who inherits a home that, once her family moves in, they discover used to be an institution for troubled young women. And some of them are still there. Um, So, of course, you know, because this is my podcast, you know, I started out with crazy, creepy books because that's my jam. Um, Another book that came out this week was called The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter by Theodora Goss. It's about several descendants and characters of famous Victorian stories. There's Mary Jekyll, Diana Hyde, Beatrice Rappaccini, Catherine Moreau, Justine Frankenstein, and these ladies, with a little help from Holmes and Watson, solve a series of murders in London and also discover their hidden heritage. Um, So in the book, there's other... They miss people from history that make appearances, including the brain of Charles Babbage, and that got me thinking about one of my very favorite graphic novels, which is *The Thrilling Adventures of Lovelace and Babbage* by Sydney Padua. It's about how Charles Babbage and Ada Lovelace, who is the daughter of Lord Byron, they created the first computer, like truly first computer in the 1800s. And the illustrations are adorable. The story is amazing. There's all these footnotes and just super nerdy, awesome stuff to learn from this. And if you want to learn something more about Ada, there's a great nonfiction book called Ada's Algorithm. And it's by James Essinger. And that's more of a straightforward biography about how she sort of entered you know, us into the digital age, essentially. And if you want to read more about Victorian scientists and murder and monsters, I highly recommend the Monstermologist series by Rick Yancey. I read the first book in the series. It was so scary. Like Silence of the Lambs level stuff was going on and it's supposed to be a young adult novel. But I was like this is so gross. I was right on board. It was amazing. And I I absolutely love that series. I believe there's four books but they're so much fun. So how are we doing? How's everybody doing so far? I'm having fun. I'm gonna tell you now about a great book I think you should read because it's the summer. Today, when I'm recording this, it's the first day of summer, the longest day of the year. And I have a fantastic pick for you that I read many years ago. It's called Getting Mother's Body by Susan Laurie Parks. She won uh, the Pulitzer Prize for her playwriting, but this was her debut novel. I think it came out like 12 or 13 years ago. And it takes place in the heat of 1960s Texas. There's pregnant, unwed Billy Bede, and she is searching for the final resting place of her long-dead mother because it's rumored that her mother was buried with jewels. She and her mother were estranged, and she doesn't know exactly where she is, so she takes to the road trying to find these jewels because it she thinks it'll solve all her problems. Um, and you know, like when you have those like really weird coincidences when you're reading something and two th- two of the same things happen in a book or like in something that you're watching. I just I happened to watch this movie called Travelers, I think, with Bill Paxton and Mark Wahlberg on the same day that I read this book, and they both have the ring scam trick. If you know what that is, you know what I'm talking about. If not, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. But I just had never heard of it, and then bam, twice in one day, very strange. So, you know, make yourself a nice glass of sweet tea, put on your jelly shoes, and hang out on the porch and read Getting Mother's Body by Susan Laurie Parks. And for my last pick, this is dealer's choice, meaning I'm just going to pick anything I want. So why not start off with a new podcast about, start or start off a new podcast about books with a book about books. My favorite is The Gentle Madness, Bibliophiles, Bibliomains, and The Eternal Passion for Books by Nicholas Bazbanes. It came out in 1995. This book is enormous. I remember that the edition that I got, the cover was embossed with like gold leaf. And it's just so beautiful. 678 pages about our people. You know, people like you and me throughout history who are driven by the desire to own books. Including the story of Steven Bloomberg who stole 23,000 books from 268 libraries in 45 states. Um, just so you know, don't steal books, kids. That's wrong. But cool story, right? Like 26, or 23,000 books. Like, that's crazy. Um, I might have that money in my house right now. I don't know. But this book is an epic nerd purr of historic proportions. So that's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you to our sponsor, Grace by Natasha Dayon. We will have a link to it in the show notes, and you can pick it up now wherever books are sold. Uh, I want to say a very special happy birthday shout out to Julie, one of the Book Riot Insiders. Happy birthday, Julie! Um, if you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a present, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and let it, it lets us know how we're doing and helps other book lovers find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or of my cats, Steinbeck and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back Tuesday with Rebecca Shinsky and all the books to tell you about the week's great new releases. In the meantime, have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading!